0: Is there something that you would rather be doing? Is there somewhere you would rather be living? I'm Kat Caldwell Myers, and if this is you, I totally get you. I have lived a lot of my life in those states, and I've done a lot of work around understanding what drives us in the adventure paradox, why we don't do the thing we're really called to do, and what happens when we do. Or discover that thing is right here, right now. Let's go. Hi, everyone. I'm Cat Caldwell Myers. Welcome back to the Adventure Burdox. I'm so glad you're with me. I am streaming live from New York City. If you know me and you've been following me for a while, you know I'm not really a city person. And so going to the city is actually a great adventure for me. So this is my second time to the city that never sleeps. And I have three really important takeaways that I want to share from my time here. I came for a conference. I was speaking on emotional intelligence and leadership with animals since I couldn't bring one with me, I brought this little model horse, a briar horse, to talk about folks who are far from animals having some sort of reminder. It could be a model, it could be a piece of art, it could be something that you're wearing that you take with you. You know I have a little a bit of jewelry that has a horse on it, another one that has a unicorn. I still believe that we live in a world where If we're not careful with our children, they will grow up wondering which one was real, unicorns or horses. We have a responsibility to teach our children what is real, what is important, what is true, what is good. And I'm feeling that uh, very deeply today on 9-11, it's 22 years since the the day the world changed, as the economist put it. And um, I was in college at the time. I was actually literally floating at sea. I was uh, doing a program called Semester at Sea, and we had very spotty information coming in on the boat. We were seven days out from Vancouver and seven days out from Japan, literally in the middle of the ocean when we got the news. And I remember. I was in my room washing my face, and my friend who had a British accent started knocking on the door really, really loudly. And there was something about you had to actually get to the door to open it, couldn't just have it unlocked. And so I went over there, and I still had soap in my face. I'm like, oh my God, is everything okay? What's going on? Did someone fall off the ship? Because we had been doing all of these emergency evacuation plans. And if someone falls off the ship, this is what happens. It's a almost thousand passenger cruise ship with 600 college students and professors and staff and so on. And she said, no, World War III has started. New York City's been blown up. That was the first that I heard. So yesterday I went to the memorial and there was a beautiful eagle statue. And I was reminded how eagles... Give us that sense of perspective, that bird's eye view on what was actually happening. And we live in a world where it's hard to know. You get lots of information. What's true? What makes sense? What is actually happening? What things mean? As Debbie Ford, the life coach who certified me back in 2009, said, it's not the thing itself, it's the meaning that we ascribe to the thing. So obviously that was false information. That was not the thing that had happened, but the energy around it, the emergency, the fear, the horror, we did not have any video footage. When we got to Japan, the Japanese government had an entire band reception welcoming us. And it was really moving, but also really startling because it was so over the top And as a culture, their understanding for what they went through with Hiroshima of the atrocities of another country or person or act of terror, right, on your nation. It was profound. And I actually went to Hiroshima and um, I'll never forget seeing myself in a totally different way, seeing my country in a different way. Seeing the entire world in in a brand new way, and I was in a, a brand new culture, learning brand new things. But one of the most important things about that Japanese culture that I learned was the power and importance of forgiveness. It's really simple: the power and importance of forgiveness. And sometimes we are the ones we need to forgive. We need to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we need to forgive another person. Sometimes we need to forgive an act of God or an act of terror or something really, really horrible that has happened. You know, I walked around that memorial yesterday and I was just stunned and reminded that some people got on an airplane that day. They just got on an airplane that day. They were maybe flying home, they were maybe going on vacation, whatever they were doing. All they did was get on an airplane. The simple, mundane things we do every day that could suddenly be turned, right? It's important for us to be intentional, to remember that tomorrow is not promised. It's not promised. So I wanna talk a little more about my time here in New York City. And I know this is a very sobering start to this podcast, but I think it's really important for us to look back on our history and really check in and memorialize and acknowledge grief horror, tragic things that have happened, traumas. Sometimes they're for the collective. Sometimes it might be just unique and personal to you. Maybe nobody even knows about it. Maybe you ought to talk to someone about that. You're not alone. Today, there's a three-hour memorial happening, a private memorial. And I think hundreds, thousands of people will be there remembering that day and how it brought people together just in the horror. And there is something to that. So I always like to focus on let's get together in the good times, but I also focus on let's get together in the bad times because both are true. Both are real. Both are a part of our human experience. So let's talk about our human experience and my personal human experience here in New York City, the city that never sleeps. (laughs) I knew it was the city that never sleeps, and in my talk, I felt it was important to mention how much different animals sleep. We, by the way, are animals at the end of the day. We are not machines. So I have this pillow here. If, if you hop on my Facebook post today, I have a picture of it, but it's on my hotel bed. I'm here in the financial district, and it says, money never sleeps. Okay, I understand that. And I understand that work ethic and I appreciate it and I acknowledge it. And it can create sickness and toxicity in humanity. Why? Because we are meant to sleep. We are not money. We may make money. We may have money. We may be in this flow, the transaction. It may be the thing that really turns us on. We have certain requirements that drive us right? We have desires, but at the end of the day, we are not money, my friends, and we need sleep. We need to take care of our human selves, our humanity. We grieve, we get sick, we get injured. Sometimes we have really high vibration and it's incredible and all kinds of amazing things happen, but we need sleep just like the animals need sleep. Horses, prey animals, They only sleep about one or two hours a day, usually standing up. We are not prey animals. How can you tell? Our eyeballs are in the front. Eyeballs in the front signifies a predator. A predator, and most predators, cats and dogs, the most popular ones that we have in our homes, they need a lot of sleep. (laughs) Dogs sleep about 12 to 14 hours a day. Cats sleep more like 16 to 18 hours a day. So when we see all those cat videos, right, and they're so active and all of that fun stuff, that's great. But most of the time they're actually sleeping. What are you doing? How is your sleep? My sleep was tough here in New York City. I'll be honest. I'm not used to the sounds of sirens happening at night. I'm used to silence. I'm not used to, I don't know if you'll be able to hear that in the recording, but the sound of someone opening and closing uh, the stair door, which happens to be right across from my door, and it's loud, and it woke me up last night. I slept at a friend's place, and her cat got locked in in my room, and I wasn't used to a cat that actually comes up under the covers and wakes you up. <laughs> my cat does it from the top of the covers, just so you know. So when you're in a different environment, you're going to see yourself, and you're going to see the things that you do normally differently. You may see the privilege that you have. You may see the preferences that you have. I prefer silence. I prefer dark, starry nights. I prefer fresh mountain air. It's been really hot here in the city. And as my soul cycle instructor said this morning, I hate it when it's this hot because the whole city stinks. (laughs) And there was this odor coming up, this sort of mistiness at 6 a.m. this morning when I went out to hook up with this gal and do this class. My first soul cycle class was so cool to get together and just sweat it out And be present. And if you want to see some pictures of that, I posted it on social media, on Facebook, right? But to find your tribe wherever you are, I can get to a fitness class. I can find a group who's lined up on the same thoughts as me, right? Doing the same work, moving forward, moving my body, moving my spirit, moving my thoughts, You're going to be able to find that. And what's beautiful about a city, so looking at what a city has instead of looking at what a city does not have, right? So, what a city does have is a lot of people. And with a lot of people come a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities to serve, to help another. Now, I have an important story I want to share with that because last night I went out to Italy, which was awesome. And I had a little uh, extra bread, really good bread. And I thought, maybe I could give this to a homeless person. So I prayed that God would you know, show me the person. So the first person that I see is this man digging through a, a garbage can. And I thought, surely, surely this man will want my bread, right? I went up to this man and I said, excuse me, would you like this bread? And he started swearing at me and swinging his arms around and yelling aggressively, get away from me. And believe me, I did. I got away from him very quickly. So an important lesson here is whatever you're offering, whatever you're serving, some people may not want it. He did not have his hand out to receive. So me trying to give him something that he had not asked for, this is important. Sometimes I think it can be harder to receive than it is to give. And the city, I've seen that more more than anything. I think it's part of why people are so driven. Go, 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 go. They don't give themselves a break to listen and tune into their needs for simple things like sleep, exercise, healthy eating. It's really simple at the end of the day. So the conference was amazing. You're going to be able to see my ABC TV interview sometime soon. I don't know when, but I'll let you know. The book is going like hotcakes. I'm really, if you have bought my book, thank you so much. I'm like tremendously overwhelmed by the feedback that I've been getting, and it's truly changing people's lives. It's been amazing. And as I was coming into New York City, I saw that there was an event with Trent Shelton, and I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go. But it was at 6 p.m. on Saturday, and my flight home was at 6 p.m. on Saturday, a nonstop five hour flight back to Jackson Hole from Newark. I really wanted to get on that flight. I really wanted to have Sunday with my kids. So I decided not to go. But I kept looking at the tickets and thinking, well, if I have the energy, maybe if something works out, maybe I ought to just do it. You know, my husband and I were in communication about it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I saw that there was a VIP option, which included a sunset sort of hangout somewhere in the city outside on Friday night. And I could meet Trent, have a photo with him and whatever. And then I'd have a ticket for the next night. And I realized I could think of a very worthy person to give it to. D is for dyslexia. My friend Dylan, who I met, Dylan Smith, you ought to follow him. D is for dyslexia. This guy is going to change the future of dyslexia in schools. 22 years old changing the future. So I gave him my ticket. I bought this ticket at the very end of the conference. I had to hustle to get there because they wouldn't tell me where the location was. And I'm a total country bumpkin. I don't know how to get around the city, but I'm also a good traveler. Okay. So I knew if I can figure out how to take a train there, I might make it there on time, right? But I'm wearing my cowboy boots. So I'm going to be trekking through the city, right? So anyways, it's in this area called Dumbo. And I asked all these people, do you know where the Dumbo district is? Like just kind of generally, is that 40 minutes from our hotel? Like how far is that? No one had heard of it. Finally, my concierge is helping me and we're having a lot of trouble this thing is like pulling up in New Jersey. It can't be right. And then I say, yeah, he said like Dumbo district. He's like, oh, Dumbo district. Yeah, I, I can get you there. So sometimes it's just finding the right person who knows what you're talking about. So I get there. It's raining. Okay. It's raining and raining. I don't have a rain jacket. I don't have an umbrella, but here I am in the city and I'm out on my own. And now I have to figure out how to get to Jane's Carousel. Like what is Jane's Carousel? I have no idea. It's kind of showing up. It's about a 10-minute walk, right? And so I'm walking out of the train station and like any good traveler, I look around and I see who looks like they might know where they're going and they might live here. And I find this darling Dutch gentleman. And if you're listening because I gave you a podcast card, it's good to see you again. Who wants to go rock climbing in the Tetons, right? And sure enough, this guy helped me walk a few blocks in the right direction so that I could continue on to find Trent Shelton and the other VIPs. So we get there and I could tell that I was in the right place because there was a girl wearing a shirt that said, Protect Your Peace, which is the name of his tour right now. Like, hey, my people, how are we doing? And it's literally a merry-go-round, my friends. If they had said merry-go-round, I would have known what I was looking for. But instead, they said Jane's carousel. And Jane was a woman who bought this carousel and restored it. Beautiful carousel, right on the water. You can see the Brooklyn Bridge, all of these bridges. It's just incredible. So there's this group of us gathering. And we're talking about Trent Shelton. And we're talking about how he's changed our lives. We're talking about why we're here. And if you don't know Trent Shelton, I want you to go and look him up. Because what I love about Trent Shelton is that he has this series going on on Instagram right now. And it goes like this. Hey, you, stop what you're doing right now. You need a prayer? And he'll go right into a prayer. And then he'll say, who else do you think needs this prayer right now? Send it to him. And it's like so poignant because sometimes... Whatever it is we have going on, all that's going to get us there is a prayer. Ah, yes. I see my sister-in-love sharing that someone she just lost loved that area. Yeah, totally. So I didn't know this about Trent, but this is a really important story I want to share. His whole mission, the reason that he does what he does, is because his college roommate killed himself. Hey, Kat here for a quick commercial break. If you haven't heard my book, The Adventure Paradox is available on Amazon. And it's been getting some really amazing reviews. It's actually been a little bit overwhelming. uh, And maybe too much to say in the middle of this interview. So we'll get back to it. But I did want to let you know it is available. It was a bestseller in six categories. And if you really enjoy this podcast, I think you will really enjoy this book. So please go check it out. Killed himself. And he and his friend, his best friend, Corey, who I also got to meet, who was there with him, who tours with him. They were like, man, I wonder how he's doing. We should call him. He was ripped up about a girl, right? He'd given up football for the girl. And then their relationship was on the rocks. and He was really torn apart. And he had said something about wanting to kill himself. And so Trent says, my message now, I thought about calling him. I felt that nudge and I didn't. And that was the night that he took his life. So if you have that nudge, you take it. Fast forward, because I was able to go out and have pizza with Trent. I've got a crazy story. I'm going to tell the whole story, but hold on. <laughs> and I asked him, like, what would you say to people about suicide right now, because I feel like a lot of people are not talking about it. And we need to be talking about it because it's the 10th cause of death. We need to be talking about it because a lot of people are losing people. And he told me this story. He said, you know, eight years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, 4 a.m. So sometimes if your sleep is interrupted, God may be using that. He may be using that. So listen. And he just got this prompt. He was like, I don't know what's going on, but I need to get on social media and deliver this message right now. And he gets on and it's got, this message is still his most liked, most watched, et cetera, et cetera, YouTube video. It's got almost 2 million views. And it's called, if you're thinking about killing yourself, watch this. And it's a four minute video and it's super powerful. I recommend you check it out. I checked it out that night after he told us the story. And then later, a couple months later, not sure how much time had passed he's doing an event and this young boy comes up to him and he says, I need to thank you because you saved my mom's life. And he said his mom had literally gotten on social media four in the morning and been scrolling to write her goodbye letter. And this is one of the exact things he talks about in the video. If you're here scrolling, thinking about writing your goodbye video. So like, You just never know if you get the prompt, if you feel called to go somewhere, to meet someone, to do something, and it doesn't make sense, and you're not exactly sure how you're going to do it. Trust the process. Coming to New York City, seeing and meeting Trent Shelton, it it didn't make sense. I didn't know that that was going to happen, how it was going to work. I didn't know I was going to be connected to that story, to the power of having your vision, having a belief, understanding the importance of delayed gratification. He puts an expletive between the two of those and calls it the DFG. But there are going to be things, there are going to be feelings, there are going to be days that are hard, really hard. Mama said there'd be days like this, right? But then there are going to be days where the sun comes out again, where things work out for you, where you feel like you're on the beam, or maybe you're helping somebody else. So back to that carousel story and the reason I got to have dinner with Trent. So we get to the carousel. Someone gets a message because we're all like, where is he? What's going on? You know, we get a message that he's running ladies, stuck in traffic. Traffic's terrible here in New York City. <laughs> my, my only, my second experience, I tell terrible traffic. And I was like, well, what the heck? I want to ride the merry-go-round. You kidding me? It's $2 for a ride, $2 for a ride. So I go over and there's this little girl who wants another ride and they're kind of going back and forth with her caretaker about that. And I'm like, how much for a ride? And I'd talked to some other protect your peace folks and been like, well, we're going to wait a while. Maybe we should ride the merry-go-round. I wonder what's going on. Now I have a message that we are going to wait a while. So what are you going to do while you're waiting? And I was like, hey. How much is it for like, you know, 10 of these or something? They're like, well, actually for $20, we'll give you 12 tickets. And that's about how many people we had sitting there waiting. So I was like, I'll take it. Everybody gets a ride. (laughs) And so this whole group, we hopped on the carousel and we went round and round and you could see all of these things happening on the waterway. There was a bride and groom there. There were people taking photos. There was a park on the other side. And just, you know, the world went around. And sometimes that's how time is. Whether you're in the city or you're working with a horse or you're with your children or you're at your job, sometimes it's just time passing. And if you're struggling with time, if you wish it was going faster, I always think of my granny, when God made time, you need enough of it. Just trust the process. If you're meant to be there, you'll be there. If you're meant to be there on time, you'll be there on time. If you're meant to have a few extra days like I'm having here in New York City, just trust that. So anyways, we all ride the carousel. We have this great time. We're all in a different state now. It's changed our state. Just everybody getting on for five minutes, having a little fun, and now we've also connected and bonded as a group. So then Trent shows up. He walks us down the waterway. We're all talking, and I'm joking with girls I'm like, "How long have you been following Trent? I mean, besides these five minutes, you know, literally following him, right?" <laughs> There were people there who had followed him for 10 years, 18 years, read all of his books, brought the books to get them signed. It was just like the most powerful thing. And then we literally stood there at this point. It's more like a group of maybe 50 of us. And we listened to him share and answer questions. We had this like really personal couple of hours and these beautiful sunset photos and so on. We had this beautiful, incredible experience that goes on for, I don't even know, time like it was just beautiful. And I'm going to post a lot of those videos. He recorded a prayer for me, a personal prayer. I'm gonna share that with you too. It was just super powerful. So anyhow, afterwards, this gal comes up to me, one of the folks I kind of befriended, and she was like, "Would you, you know, that was so nice that you like bought those carousel tickets. Would you like to go out to dinner with me?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" It's like nine o'clock now, and you know, I was ready for dinner, eight thirty-nine. And she's like, "No, I mean, would you like to go to the VIP dinner with me with Trent?" <laughs> Are you kidding me? This ticket, by the way, was like five times more than the ticket I purchased just to have the the sunset experience. Right? Like, sure. She's like, I've already lined it up. There, I'm gonna get you this ticket if you're willing to come with me. And then she had a car. And if you're listening, girl, you know who you are, and you're incredible, and I love you. And we've had the most fun driving around New York City, listening to New York singing, and then connecting with this powerful mentor who's changed our lives. So you just don't know if you don't go. You got to connect to that truth. Take care of yourself. Maybe you're just really tired. You're not a machine. You're a human being. So allow yourself to be asleep when you need to be asleep and be awake when you need to wake up. Maybe get up early and go to Soul Cycle. Anyhow, with that, I am so sorry. This is going to be cut super short because I have another call right now. I have a coaching call. I have to go, but I love you all. Thank you for joining this live podcast today. And I will be putting this up probably when I get back to Wyoming tomorrow, but I love you all wishing you a beautiful day. And don't forget to tap into your own truth, breathe, and maybe get some sleep if you need it. All right. Signing off live from New York city and Condolences to all those who are grieving 9 11 today. It's okay to be present to how you're really feeling. Take care of you, okay? Bye. Okay, the time has come for us to end this podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. You listened all the way to the end. I appreciate you. And if you loved this podcast, please share it with a friend, drop me a review. We all love five stars, but any stars, any feedback. Is welcome as a guest in the guest house of Rumi's poem, which you can find in my virtual workshop on catcaldwellmyers.com. Would love to see you there if you want to continue the party and have an adventure.